Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome to our first episode of Testimony Tuesday. Hashtag TT. We are so excited to launch our first episode today, guys. Let's ask you, are you excited? Girl, I'm so excited. You know, I've been waiting for a long time now. For a long time. Long <laughs> time, girl. Let us know what's going on. Right, yeah. So our first episode is about the power of the tongue. Now, many of us knows this as a positive affirmation or the law of attraction. But this is all started in the Bible, guys. This was at the beginning of time. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue so many of us always says things like oh yeah I'm about to fail or yeah I'm fat or yeah you know I can't this or I can't that but you're not aware that this is self-sabotaging and you're speaking negatively over your life now if God created us in his image and if he spoke and then he saw at the start of time then why do we feel like we don't also have that same power we need to exercise that power and to declare positive things over our lives now the first person in which we have chosen to be on our first ever episode of his word is Alana like Alana has been my friend for a very very long time she's absolutely amazing and her story really inspired me I was in a dark place but by hearing her testimony it really took me out of that place and I really do hope that it also touches you amen amen well, girl. girl so hello Alana how are you darling hi hi Alana so we just wanted to ask you your story so would you like to share with us what God has done for you Okay, um, so basically I've always been the type of person who's been very career ambitious. You know, when I think of success, I don't really think about, you know, a family. I've always thought about having a nice car, having a nice house, having the amazing career. Um, and when I was younger, I remember there was one time that I had a conversation with my dad in passing where I basically said that I didn't want to have kids um and i remember my dad got so upset with me and he was like you know lana you shouldn't say those kind of things you shouldn't declare it like the power of your tongue the words that you say is so important the words that come out of your mouth they hold a lot of weight and i was quite young at the time maybe i was around i don't know maybe like 11 12 and so i didn't take what he said seriously at all you know i laughed it off i thought you know what is he talking about And that was the end of the conversation. Um, And then fast forward to about 2014, um, I remember my body started to change. So one of the things that I noticed is that I stopped having periods, which at the time I wasn't bothered about because, you know, as women, (laughs) periods aren't exactly the nicest thing to go through anyway. So I thought, yeah, I just thought, you know what, this is nice. I'm not complaining. Um, But I didn't have it for about a year. 
So at that time, again, I wasn't too worried. I'd noticed that I'd put on quite a lot of weight during that year anyway. So I thought, oh, you know, it's probably just because I've put on weight and I left it at that. And then after the year, my period came back. So I didn't think anything of it after that. Um, then fast forward to 2015, my period stopped completely and it stopped for about a period of two years, I would say. Um, to most people, I think you would kind of be like, okay, why wouldn't you be concerned? Why wouldn't you go to the doctor? Um, yeah. But it just, it just wasn't on my mind. I can't say why, but I just wasn't really concerned. Um, and then I remember there was one day that I was having other issues completely unrelated to, you know, the period issues. And my partner at the time had said to me, you know, why don't you mention it at your doctor's appointment? You know, I'll, I'll mention it at the doctor's. But again, it wasn't something that was taken seriously. So I'd gone to the doctor's um, and I would basically just mentioned, you know, I've not been having periods for two years. I'm sure it's nothing. You know, I've put on quite a lot of weight anyway, but I just thought, you know, I'd mention it and the doctor looked at me really concerned and he was like well why haven't you you know why haven't you come to us yeah why haven't you come to us sooner and I was just I looked at him and I was just like why is this man looking so concerned for me like well what is going on I was just thinking okay should I should I be worried um and I was just like I don't know like I didn't I didn't think it was that big of a deal so he was like um okay you know what we're gonna take you for some tests so I was just like oh, okay whatever so I remember I told my mum about it and my mum looked a little bit concerned as well and she was just like oh I'm gonna take time off work and I'm gonna come with you to go to these tests. So the test consisted of like an ultrasound, which is where they basically um, like scan your ovary. So I thought, okay, yeah, yeah just to kind of see what's going on. Um, and when my mom decided to take off work because she works as a teacher, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like, is this, is this serious now? Like for my mom to take time off work, like she's the type of person, if I'm sick, like she won't look after me she'll be like oh you'll get better soon <laughs> yeah she'll like make me deal with it myself do you know what I mean so I'm thinking yeah. oh my gosh like she's taken time off work so we went to the scan or whatever and um that was it didn't think anything of it now I can remember this day like it was yesterday because it was a very pivotal point in my life I would say um and I remember it was about two two to three weeks later um and I'd woken up you know normal day I remember I really wanted to wash my hair so I was washing my hair um and then I had a phone call and the phone call was from the doctor and um the doctor called me and said you know we've had we've looked at your scans um we've looked at your blood test um and unfortunately um you have PCOS so PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome, which I've not, I'd not heard about before. Something that people really talk about. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, and she had said to me, you know, we looked at your ovaries and you have 11 cysts on each ovary. Oh so, my God. Right. So at the time, what was going through my head was like, 
You know, if she said, oh, it was 11 cysts on one ovary, you'd be thinking, ah, at least the other ovary is good. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) When you're telling me on both, I'm thinking, okay, okay. Um, And she started telling me some of the issues that come with it. So one of the things that she said is, you know, it's not something they have a cure for. So that's like, for me, that was like, okay, problem number one, but I'm still listening to what you're saying. Um, She said the other thing is um, it can transfer to health problems later on in life. So um, diabetes and things like that, which is obviously serious. Um, She said that most people who have it are prone to putting on a lot of weight and anyone who knows me knows that my weight has been up and down from the beginning of time so in my head I'm thinking ah that makes that makes sense um and she said you know because there's no cure for it I would have to change my lifestyle completely Mm -hmm. so you know that's a case of you know what you're eating things that you do it's a lifestyle change but out of everything that she said the the major one that she said was um people who have polycystic ovarian syndrome tend to have issues with conceiving um and infertility so you know we had this so this is the thing because obviously earlier i'd mentioned you know i never wanted kids yeah but to say you don't want to have kids and now be told that you might not even have the opportunity are two two very very different things and I was in a long-term relationship as well and my partner at the time he was very strong on wanting to have kids so in my mind automatically I'm thinking oh my gosh this is something that can be taken away from me so I, I said okay you know I heard what you said and she said to me we need you to come to the doctors and pick up um a prescription for hormones which is basically to kind of regulate things that are going on in my in my body and it would give me artificial periods basically so I hung up the phone um and I was still in the bathroom at the time because I'd not come like not long washed my hair and I just remember just going in a state of shock I didn't cry but I just remember walking to my drawer picking up a pair of scissors and I just chopped off my hair and for anyone who knows me like I've been growing my hair for so many years. My hair means everything to me. It means but everything because you, it means everything to me. And you even I have like, like, um, a hair company as well. Like, come on, this exactly, is a this, you. exactly. I have, I have a hair company. You know, hair means everything to me. But I just cut it off, and it was almost like as I was just chopping each bit off. I just felt liberated in a way. It felt like I was going through something. And then I cut off my hair, I looked in the mirror, I looked at the hair on the floor and I just burst into tears because all I could think was, it wasn't about the condition, it was just like, my life has to change now. I have an illness, it's not curable and I might not be able to have kids. Um, So after I finished crying, I remember calling my dad. Now my dad's a pastor, as you guys know, and we have the type of relationship whereby you know, we don't speak every single day, but when I have a problem, when things are going on, when I need prayer, he's the person that I go to. So I called my dad, I was in absolute hysterics. And I was just like, dad, this is what's happened. They've told me I have this condition, blah, 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 blah. As soon as I told him that I had the condition, he stopped me. 
and he was so angry and he was just like Lana you don't have that condition what have I told you about you know declaring things you know just because the doctors told you you've got this and that don't you know that you don't you know that you have God don't you know that you're a Christian don't you know that you're covered by the blood of Jesus why are you worried why are you concerned why are you crying <laughs> and I was just on the phone thinking is my dad mad he must be like, crazy <laughs> he must be crazy because I yeah. understand that yes you know I'm a Christian and I have God on my side but at the same time this is a doctor who's telling me they have the test right in front of them to say that I have this condition so I said to him okay yeah 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 I hear what you're saying but anyway I've got to go and pick up the um prescription for the um tablets and my dad was like Alana don't you dare go and pick up those tablets and I was like yeah, but dad, they said that I need to pick that up to prevent my symptoms and help my body regulate itself. And he was like, no, because the moment you start taking those tablets, it's like you're accepting what they're telling you and you're accepting that you have this illness. He said, you do not have PCOS. And he was like to me, you know what, Alana, just give me... Um, just give me time. Just give yourself time. Give God time to show you that you will be healed from this condition and he said can you do that for me and you know your parents mean everything to you you listen to what your parents say you know my dad has served God for many years so I thought you know what what harm do I have in just giving my dad a chance do you know what I mean even if I didn't feel the faith right there in that moment I still wanted to listen because it's almost like you know you grow up I've grown up in a very Christian household and you're supposed supposed to believe in faith but it's almost like imagine you're told you have cancer for so I had the conversation with my dad and he asked me to just give him some time give God time to work um which I really did want to do but at the same time you know and I'm human as well and also I was at university and you know although I came from a very strong Christian background I had kind of lost my way spiritually so my faith wasn't even as strong as it used to be and it's kind of like you know imagine you're told you have cancer and again it's that whole thing of you know if you've never I think if, if you've never been told about spiritual attacks or when you're going through it yourself, it is scary because you're literally thinking, I'm gonna die tonight, I'm gonna yeah. die tonight. And that was all that was, you know, going through my head. And, um, you know, I'd called my dad, I told him what was happening. And, you know, he was saying, you know why? It's because God's working through you and the enemy is trying to, is trying to stop, is trying to stop you. Um, but as a pastor's child, you almost feel like you're invincible. Nothing can harm you nothing can stop you and that was always what I what I believed so now that this was happening to me you know my as a child my dad had always taught us if you have any kind of attacks this is what you need to do but I never thought I'd have to put those things into practice <laughs> so I'm going through these spiritual attacks every night and it got to a point where I was scared to sleep. It got to a point where I was physically, emotionally drained because I couldn't sleep. I was scared to go to sleep. And I just thought, I'm at uni, I'm at uni away from home. I could literally die tonight and my parents would be hearing from university, your daughter passed away. 
Um, God forbid. Come God on, forbid. girl. God nah. forbid. But those are the kind of things that was going through my head. So um, it was very difficult. And even after that was happening, I was like, I'm still going to have faith. I'm still going to have faith. Eventually, um, I believe, if I'm correct, I probably had the spiritual attacks for probably about two months every single night. Um, and then after the two months, they gradually fizzled out. So I might have got one once a week or something. I don't have them now. Praise praise be to God. Um, Hallelujah. Hallelujah for that. Um, and then what happened? So now we're reaching about nine to ten months. Still not having periods. Still not feeling that anything had changed. And I was getting to a point where I was tired. I was so tired. I just felt like how faith was faith at this point i thought you know what there's being there's faith and there's just being really unrealistic you know let's just maybe just face the problem and um i remember um i decided to book an appointment behind my dad's back actually <laughs> so if he hears this he's not going to be happy um but i made an appointment to go and pick up the prescription and the appointment was set i was going to pick up the prescription and for some reason i think maybe the train was cancelled because it was in coventry that i'd have to go and get it but i couldn't go and pick up the prescription so that was postponed so before i fast forward now probably another two months so now we're almost hitting a year and something had happened to me oh yeah i was in a car accident N nothing was wrong with me i was fine um so i had to go go for a checkup basically and um in that doctor's checkup i said to them uh i've not been having periods blah 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 i'm kind of wondering if i can pick up the prescription here in nottingham instead and they were like you know before we before we give you the prescription why don't we do some more tests and I was thinking, oh, for goodness sake, like tests again. Why do I need tests? I already know what's wrong. Um, so they did the test and it was exactly identical to the test that I had a year prior. And then after the test, they called me in about uh, a week. The results were really fast. And so again, they did the ultrasound where they look at your ovaries. So remember I said that they said that I had 11 cysts on each ovary. Now, the problem with these cysts is they can't go away. And the only way you can get rid of them is if you have some kind of surgical intervention. And at the time I was working in a hospital and um, I was quite close with the gyne gynecological doctors. And I remember I'd said to the doctor, you know, what are my options if I want to get rid of the cysts? And he had said, oh, it would have to be surgery and stuff. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's quite, that's quite invasive. But when this doctor that took my test gave me my results, he told me, um, oh, you know, Lana, we didn't find anything. I said, wow, God is I, good. I, I said, I said, excuse me. He said, um, no, we, we didn't find anything. I said, I'm sorry, um, you're mistaken because I was told that I have cysts on how every could she ovary. go and say that you're mistaken she's just trying to like like <laughs> god is working <laughs> god has already god worked because i was thinking hold on i need you to i need to make sure that you know what you're talking about before we even go any further he said no we did the ultrasound we looked on your ovaries there was nothing there i said mm -hmm. okay um sorry i'm just really confused because i was told x y and z he said okay um 
bear with me <laughs> a second. He said, hold on one minute, one, one minute. Let me just have access to your GP records and let me look at your previous tests. This doctor looked at my previous tests and he said to me, no, 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 no. Um, the results that they had, this is a year ago, was inconclusive. I said, inconclusive. He said, yeah, it was it was inconclusive. So what that basically means is there's no evidence to show that you do have that condition, but there's no evidence oh to God. say that you also don't have that, that condition. So inevitably he was saying, it was almost like he was saying, you know, I don't know why they told you you have that condition because your results were showing that you don't have that condition. That what the hell? Exactly. So all, so all I was thinking is, I hung up the phone and said, okay, thank you, you know, whatever, bye. And I called my dad, I told him what happened. And he was like, why, why are you so surprised? Yes. What are you surprised about? I told you, God is going to be working through you. I told you, don't declare this stuff because you are healed. You have been healed. And I just knew for a fact, there was no other way that could happen, but for God. There was, there was no other way. It didn't matter if it took a whole year for me to be healed. It was, there was no other medical explanation to explain how you could go from telling someone they have a condition and you can't get rid of the problems that they have to now saying, actually, you don't, one, you don't have the condition and two, the stuff that you had on your ovaries weren't even there. And then I think maybe a couple months after that, I had my first period, which was the first time in three years at that point. Um, And then, and, and then you're told that you need to go and have chemotherapy and someone's telling you, no, don't go have the chemotherapy. No, you don't have cancer. Just give God time to work. In a way, your faith wants you to do that. But in the same time, you're human and you're thinking, no, this is just crazy. This is absolutely crazy. So for me, I wanted to give that time. But at the same time, I was thinking, but my health, my health. But then something stopped me and I thought, you know what? What have I got to lose? You know, what six months, what seven months? So I told my dad, okay, fine. I'm not gonna go and pick up the medication. I'll see, I'll see what's going to happen. So we had probably about a two hour phone call where my dad was just talking me through things and he was basically telling me what to do. So he had said, you know, um, declare um, every day that you don't have this condition, you know, pray every day, you know, speak against the enemy and any diseases and illnesses upon your body. Um, He gave me scriptures to read every single day. And he had also said to me, you know, Lana, go pick up a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, I want you to draw your ovaries. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, my dad is absolutely mental. Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I want you to draw your ovaries and I want you to put this and I want you to put that. And I want you to look at it every single day and you're going to be healed. You're going to be healed. So we got off the phone call and that was that. That was the end of the conversation. And then I would say from that period, that's when the real work began. Because it's easy to say that you have faith but to put that into practice is something different. And it's not as easy as just saying, oh, I have faith, I believe I'm gonna be healed, I believe I'm gonna be healed. Because when you're saying that, after a week, after two weeks, after three weeks, when you're not seeing results, you start thinking, oh my gosh, 
like this isn't gonna happen i'm not gonna be healed but something kept telling me you know alana just just keep believing keep believing keep believing so i carried on doing what my dad asked me to do but at the same time i was still really um distressed by this whole condition as anybody naturally would be um and parts of me started to believe that i had the condition so one thing that i noticed is i started putting on a lot of weight but it's almost as if i was making excuses because i knew that the condition meant that you would be prone to putting on a, on a lot of weight so it was almost like i stopped looking after my body i'm putting on weight and i'm telling myself oh it's because i have pcos it's because i have pcos and um started to go into um a depression as well um my mental state changed quite dramatically and one of the most scariest things for me and i think this was probably about six months into this whole process um i started to have spiritual attacks um i've never in my life had spiritual attacks before and it was such a scary, scary time for me. And even now, just thinking about it, I'm getting chills because I just remember I was having spiritual attacks consecutively every single night. Every time I'd go to bed, spiritual attacks, spiritual attacks. And it was that whole thing of, you know, you're sleeping and you're feeling like something's holding you down. Yeah, that, that was it. I mean, I'm not going to make out that you know everything is perfect with me gyne gynecologically shall we say but in terms of the healing side of things you know it was it's really just a testimony that god will continue to work through i think as christians we have to be really we have to be we have to be patient i think that's what's the main focus here that when you're going through healing and stuff you have to be patient because it might not ha it might happen today it might happen tomorrow, but it might not happen for years. It might not happen for years, but you have to have belief and trust in God that he is going to work through you. And um, yeah, the rest is history after that. So Alana, is there any advice or words of encouragement that you would give to someone either going to the same situation or currently going through something right now? Patience and trying to be strong in yourself um because one of the things that set me back in my healing journey is when i was told that i had the condition you know i went on google I think if anything more importantly it's not even about just having faith that god is going to heal you but it's also about you trying to focus on your spiritual journey looking at yourself and saying okay where am i spiritually and learning to strengthen strengthen yourself because that's what's going to get you through the times when the enemy is going to try and bring you down hallelujah oh my gosh like what a wonderful thing that god has truly done for alana me personally i didn't know her story but upon hearing what god has done for her i'm mind blown you see when you just put your trust in god it doesn't matter if you're not there yet if you say you know what let me just hold on just a little bit longer. You will see the glory of God working in your life because she did not know that God was going to bring healing. She was in doubt the whole time because she went online and she even researched. Even when she was having a sleep paralysis, God was still working through her. God was still bringing the healing to its manifestation in her life. I'm telling you, so... 
anyone out there, like, if you do have a testimony, please do not keep it to yourself. Like, sharing your testimony is actually an incredible thing and it will inspire people, it will encourage them. Thank you so much, Alana, for being our first ever guest on His Word. Your, your story has truly inspired us and we're so grateful to have had you here today. And we just want to say thank you to all our supporters who have been tuned in today. And we hope and pray that you will continue to be our supporters as we continue this journey on His Word. Amen. If anyone wants to share their testimony, send us a DM on our Instagram or an email on hisgodlyword at gmail.com. And guys, please remember, His Word is...